Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Hippity-beepity-doo What's up? Sorry. That was a very weird burp. Sorry, I tried to force out a bigger burp after you said hippity hoppity hoo. Bap. I wanted it to be bigger, but it, it was, it was a, like hippity hoppity hoo. <laughs> it was a little baby burp. Baby burp. Um, anyways, we're back one week later Whoa. for American Brews and Tunes. Oh, yeah. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Wow. Thanks for returning to listen for another regular formatted episode. Yeah. Episode number 96. 96. Wow. Man, we're nearing the 100 mark. Wow. Pretty awesome. Um, for those of you who listened last week, you already know what we're going to be talking about. But yeah. for everybody else, which is pretty much everyone in general. Who knows? Um, I will be reviewing an album that Jesse had me listen to called mm-hmm. These Four Walls by the Scottish band. We were promised jetpacks. Jetpacks. Scottish, that's a hard accent to do. Yeah, I can't do it. I always want to go Irish. But yeah. look at the Irish. <laughs> they want to be like a charms. You want to go with Scottish. The, uh, the Hollywood Irish. Oi, laddie. <laughs> what is uh, uh, the movie Snatch? What is that accent? That is... Um, is it a, it's Brit, it's a British movie. It's a British accent. Um, unless you mean Brad Pitt in that movie. Brad Pitt, yeah. He's um, what's the the politically correct word for gypsy? Gypsy? Yeah. Is that is that an offensive word? I think so. Um, I don't know what. Would, I don't know, but he that's what he is. That's and what they are, though. It sounds. I like, thought it was a different name, though. It's like Scottish. It's like it sounds like it's an Irish. I think it sounds Irish almost. Hmm. It's really difficult to understand, though. Very. And they do that on purpose because they try and sell things all the time. Yeah. He did a good job in that movie. Oh, so good. He was he was a little boxer. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Pretty intense. Also, just a really good movie. Who directed that again? Was that Paul Thomas Anderson? No, that was... Oh, jeez. What's this guy's name? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. What's this okay. guy's name? Um, the English <laughs> term for gypsy is uh, offensive. Oh, the, the word gypsy is sometimes offensive, I guess. Um, but it's usually refers to Romani people. Romani people, okay. But not always. Uh, but anyways, back anyway, to, back yeah, to we were a, promised jetpacks. That was a weird band. tangent. Um, I will review that album in a few minutes, but before we get there, um, shall we talk about a brew? Yeah, if you remember from last week, we Stephen mentioned that we are going to be having a really well-aged beer this Yeah, and this time. one has been aged for five years yes but it's a size own yeah but the reason why i'm excited about the fact that it's aged five years is because they use brett the brett strain of yeast yeah and what beer is this again um it is a beer from crooked stave colorado wild sage brett size yeah brett is a type of bacteria i believe i thought it was a yeast strain it's a type of yeast <laughs> you're right i think i'm thinking lactobacillus Bacteria okay. that they sometimes put in sours. I'm wrong. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Brett is a uh, it, it's a, a yeast. Let me read the description here. Maybe okay, that'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> um, artisan ale brewed with fresh white sage, ooh, ooh, and lemongrass. Brewed with the back country in mind, Colorado wild sage displays a bright floral aroma, soft herbal notes, mm. and a crisp retinimaceae's bite. From primary fermentation and further condition, conditioning with our mixed yeast culture. Brewed with all Colorado ingredients in order to, li- to deliver a little bit of the high country to everyone who decides to share this beer with us. Nice. So that, that doesn't really give a, a 
great description of what bread nemesis is, but it's a yeast strain that's a little funky, a little mm-hmm. weird, and it it's a little different and hard to, to control sometimes. It, yeah. it changes over time. Yeah, it does. So that's why I'm fairly... I haven't had a, a, a Brett beer in a while. Me neither. Um, so I'm, I don't really have anything to compare this to, but I'm still excited to see what it tastes like. Because I, I have no idea what it's going to taste like. I just cracked the bottle, and it smells a little tart. Okay. A little funky. Nice. I've had some Brett IPAs before, and they were... They're usually pretty good, but... They were definitely funky, but I think a Saison is probably a, a better vehicle for Brett yeast strain. Yeah, so that the hops don't... The hops probably bury won't, it. Yeah, bury it at all. So I'm pretty excited to try this. Uh, as I'm looking at it, it kind of looks like apple juice. It has like a really uh, golden light color. Um, yeah, it's it's not hazy at all. Not hazy at all. Uh, yeah, I'd say like if you pour a little Mott's apple juice, yeah. kind of looks like that. It kind of smells like Mott's apple juice mixed with beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can get some of like it's, it's got almost that fruity, like a honey fruitiness, a honey sweetness smell it, to it. I guess that would be the floral aspect that they were talking about. Yeah, um, I'm excited to try this though. It's, it's, it smells pretty interesting. I'm I'm very excited to try it too. Yeah, have you had anything from Crooked Stave before? Um, I think maybe you have had something on the podcast in the past, so I tried it. Yeah, I've had some of their stuff, but not too. Uh, it's it's not readily available in Nashville. Yeah. Um, every once in a while they'll they'll come in, and they're usually expensive. I think this bottle was like ten bucks or something, which for one bottle of beer, one like twelve ounce bottle, that's quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So hopefully it was worth it to age it for this long. We'll see. As we say on American Brews and Tunes. Down the five-year hatch. Ooh. Oh, my. That is tart. I think they put some extra lemon in that lemongrass. Wow. But you taste how well-balanced it is, though? Yeah. Like, you get that initial note of tartness, but then you get, like, the really... Like floral, what they say, white sage. Yeah. You get like that really kind of earthy floralness on the back end of the palate. And that that's really nice. That's really good. It tastes, the aftertaste it's is so really good. smooth. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I wasn't expecting how mm. tart it was. I think the next sip I have will, Ooh. now that I expect that, is, is, uh, won't be as intense. So yeah. I'll, I'll be able to at least, I'll be able to it, find the other flavors. It reminds me... Almost of like this similar profile of, of gin in a way, but not as uh, junipery. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Less uh, botanical. Yeah, less botanical, more floral. That's yeah. really that's that's a good beer though. That is, I'm enjoying that. Um, if uh, the beer tastes at all different to us as it warms up, we'll let you know. Sometimes when beer warms up, the the flavors are a little easier to pick out. Otherwise, um, let's jump into this album, shall we? Let's do it. Like I said, the band is We Were Promised Jetpacks. The album is These Four Walls. Um, this is their debut album, released in 2009. Yeah. Um, they were a pop, pretty popular Scottish band. Um, fun little fact, they toured with their label mates, Right and Rabbit. Yep. I mean, how many other Scottish bands can there be? Probably quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, there's, are, there's, yeah. There's, there's probably tons. Yeah. Um, I'm not as familiar with the Scottish music scene, but there's got to be plenty. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, they've got a pretty interesting sound. Uh, I'd say it's like indie rock um, with a little bit of 
what I would say is post pop punk flair. Hmm. Not a pop punk ba- pop, pop pop punk band by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but some of like the guitar tones and some of the way that they play the guitar makes me think that they maybe listened to it growing up or something like that. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, I definitely I understand what you're saying. Yeah, definitely um, not a pop punk band. That's why I said yeah, with a definitely I said with a, a pop twinge pop, yeah. of post pop punk flair. Yeah, because it's it's not at all. If like you're expecting pop punk, look elsewhere because it's, it's yeah, it's definitely is. definitely not pop punk. Yeah, um, the lyrics in this album. I'm assuming the rest of their albums. I don't know, but the lyrics in this one in particular are super vague and they're really they're not literal at all. It's hard to tell yeah. specifically what he means, um, except for maybe one song where I can tell what it means and i'm sure there's an allegory in there somewhere yeah um but it's i'm gonna be guessing a lot or just saying yeah. i don't know yeah <laughs> i think they yeah they definitely use a lot of metaphors metaphor as they would maybe say metaphor. a metaphor a metaphor yeah um they really like to build up songs and crescendo oh, yeah. they they'd use dynamics a lot a lot yeah that's album. that's uh, their biggest friend i would say um there's also something interesting i found that they do um on multiple songs is where like they'll have their verses and choruses and whatnot, um, but for like the last chunk of a song, they'll almost introduce like a new melody or a new s- idea, mm-hmm. and you'll yep. think that the song's going to go somewhere, and then it ends. Yeah. So it's like a different idea introduced at the end. This is shown in the first song, right? Yeah, I, I mean it's shown in a lot of songs. Yeah, but yeah, but you're right. I yeah, I just initially thought of the first song. Yeah, it threw me off on the first listen when that happened because i was like well what's going where what <laughs> just like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? 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 Uh, but yeah it was not at all what i was expecting yeah um i don't know it's not a bad thing how did you hear this band uh i think it was in days when i was using pandora um right now i use spotify um i don't use pandora anymore um, but basically you could choose an artist and then they would like play similar songs. Yeah. So I think I made one for Frightened Rabbit. That makes and sense because how many Scottish bands could there be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I believe the song Tiny Voices came on that playlist. And then after that, I was like, oh, well, I like that. I'll check that album out. And so I did. Very nice. So you checked the album out first so I could check it out second. That's right. And then you guys can check it out third yeah. if you want to. Let's, uh, let's dive in, shall we? Let's. The first song is called It's Thunder and It's Lightning. And it's thunder and it's lightning. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, this is a very good intro to the sound. Yeah. Um, like 100%. I said before, build-ups. Yep. Um, this song starts off with just a guitar and vocal, almost for an entire minute, um, which is, I mean, that's, that's not a problem at all. Um, there's some light percussion and bells that come in eventually. Um, and then after the two minute mark, everything builds up to a climax and that's when everything happens in the songs Yeah, on full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, it's a good song. It's, it's got pretty good energy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely used to the dynamics. What the song's about, not a hundred percent sure, but I'm more sure on this song than some of the other ones. Um, at the beginning of the song, it's the character who was at, like out at a club or a party, so just somewhere with his friends, mm-hmm. um, and he's coming back into his house. It seems like it's his parents' house because he's trying to be quiet, yeah, um, and, and uh, not wake anyone or disturb anyone. Um, but as he's trying to fall asleep, he's got a brainstorm going on, and mm-hmm. there's thunder and lightning, and he just can't go to sleep. He's thinking about a, what I assume is a girl, yeah, um, or somebody he's thinking of. I don't know. So he's got the the proverbial thunder and lightning of the brainstorm but maybe it's real thunder and lightning i don't know who knows maybe but he is uh thinking of all kind of things there yeah but that that's definitely a good introduction to 
to the sound. And the general thing sound that you'll be hearing throughout yeah. the rest of the album. And I don't want to say they have a formula, but this fits into their their general formula. General, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to put them in a box, but yeah, this introduces you to them. Yep. Song number two is called "Ships with Holes Will Sink." And that is technically true <laughs> um, uh, without proper engineering. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Yeah, I guess every ship probably has a hole. It's just the holes where you sit. The holes where you sit? <laughs> yeah, like in the canoe, the holes on the top and you sit in the hole. <laughs> uh, it's just me being stupid, though. I guess, yeah, technically that's a hole. Yeah. This song's got like the double or quadruple time and the hi-hats, like the while they do ka do ka and then that switches between the opening of the hi-hats on the upbeat, so scats but scats. Yeah. So it's got that club dance beat. Dance feel. Which will come back in a lot of songs. But the first time I heard the song, uh, I immediately thought of Arctic Monkeys. Oh yeah, okay. Because they've got that similar thing from the one album you had me listen to, which was Um, whatever they tell me. Whatever they, they tell me, you they tell you about me isn't true or something like that. Whatever they say, I am. I am. I am not. Whatever that album's called, the yeah. guy with this guy smoking a cigarette on the cover. Yes, that one. Um, but that's what I thought of immediately, and not just because they have accents, but because of that drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> not just because they have accents. Yeah, but like I said, that beat comes back, and you can really dance to this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he's talking about in this song. Yeah. Um, whenever, whenever I was listening to this album too, it was like, I kind of maybe have like a vague idea of a metaphor that maybe he's implying because he talks about like breaking down physically and like losing limbs yeah Uh, but then we talks about the ship with holes will sink and i'll swim so i don't know can you swim (laughs) with no legs (laughs) i don't know Um, it's there's something that's going on and i can't really tell yeah moving on to track number three which is called roll up your sleeves um another very dancey song i would say yeah um, they keep up the same feel from the the uh, the last song where they got the upbeat and the double time and the hi hats. Um, I think, and I say that with hesitation, uh, that the song is about not wanting to face the world. Hmm. Um, it sounds like it's a metaphor. Um, they're saying they'll they'll stay inside for the winter until it's summer, until it's warmer up. Yeah, you roll up your sleeves. We'll stay here until yeah. we're warm. Blah blah blah. Um, but then the song takes a turn about two thirds of the way through. And this is where I, I would say like opens up a new idea, almost like a bridge, but then doesn't come back to the, the bridge. Just ends yeah, the so song. It's, it's like A B C end almost, or like A B A B C end. Yeah. Um, and when I say A B C, I mean like song structure, like yeah. Um, verse chorus, verse, verse chorus, bridge. verse chorus, bridge end. Yeah. Yes. Normally, a song would come back to chorus. Yeah, but not or this. an outro or something like that. Yeah. About two thirds of the way through, the song kind of slows down, and that dancey energy is gone. Um, and he repeats the stay ter- stay calm. Um, mm-hmm. And as he says, stay calm, the band stays calm and doesn't come back to that <laughs> the rest of the, the danciness. <laughs> What's that called uh, whenever you... Ah, never mind, that's not the same thing. Whenever you suck out the energy? No, I was going to say whenever you give li- um, not lifelike things, lifelike properties. Uh, there's a word for that and I'm, yeah, I'm drawing and a blank. I don't know what it is either. But whatever that word is, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you learn it in English class, and that's that's fine. Track number four, where they kind of slow things down a little bit, is my first recommendation. Okay. Conductor. Conductor, yeah. That's yeah, this one changes feel, like the the vibe big time, I think. Yeah. Um, not the vibe of, of big dynamics and volume shifts and, and uh, different hits, um, but it just doesn't have that dancey vibe that we were getting yeah, on the last yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little bit more in the indie kind of genre yes a little bit less in the alternative like rock 
Yeah. At genre. first, I thought that he was talking about a conductor, like a music conductor, mm-hmm. like conducting a band. Because no, one of the lines earlier is to, like orchestrating. He says, I was, yeah. like, "I was like, oh, he's definitely a musical conductor." But then uh, he talks about electricity later. Yes, and yeah. you're very quickly he talks about being a conductor and having electricity flow through him. Yeah. And so he means like a conductor, like like the physical property, like a metal is a good conductor of electricity, yep. or yeah. or so on and so forth. So I don't think he means an orchestrating conductor. Um, but I don't really know why he's using that metaphor or what it's supposed to say about him. Yeah, I just I just wonder if he's talking more uh, in the terms of like being a catalyst. Yeah, like for some, something someone, you know? something that somebody uses, but he doesn't actually do anything himself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe someone who's used a lot. I don't know. Uh, I'm I've, a conductor. Yeah. Just a conductor. And it's a pretty long song. It builds up for a while. Then the whole song gets gets up to its its loudest dynamic. And then it cuts out again into that real soft part with the it's got like some bells going while while the guitars are playing. Yeah. yeah. And it gets very chill again and then builds up slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's I think it has two really long build ups. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really good song. Um, very catchy. Um I don't know. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I would probably have to go back and look at like the lyrics pretty heavily to try to have Even a then, general idea. Who knows? But uh, very... my guess, my guess is that it's it's some type of a metaphor, and he most likely knows about it. It's kind of one of those I'm situations sure, yeah. where like he's writing it. The yeah, like the artist is being super vague on purpose. Yeah. And like he probably knows what the song is about, but I'm he's sure. leaving it inten- intentionally leaving it very vague. Yeah. This is the first song I'd say where they kind of play with some atmospheric sounds. Okay, yeah, yeah, creating I would a mood, agree with that, yeah. which is further explored um, atmospheric like moods on the next song. Okay, big time, big um, time, man. Track number five is called "A Half Built House," mm-hmm. um, and I'd say this is practically an instrumental, pretty much. Um, yeah. Other than the audio voice recordings that are sampled in here, um, it's like a female voice saying random numbers or yeah. seemingly random numbers. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about the, the thing that's on there? I don't, know. According to Genius, which has lyrics and people can annotate them and say what things mean, um, and this is a direct quote, I'm going to say what they, they talk about here. The numbers are recorded from a numbers station, semicolon, a shortwave <laughs> radio station that is believed to send message to intelligence officers in foreign countries. Spies. Interesting. So... I'm not sure what that means, but while that's going on, there's really heavily um, reverb-soaked guitars yeah. and different kind of noises and stuff going all over the place. Yeah, um, very odd-sounding song. It's almost like a uh, like an interlude. Yeah, that's a good that's song. a good word for it. Um, this goes on for maybe about two minutes, though. It's yeah, it's, just about two minutes, yeah. maybe a little bit more than that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But it's an interesting song to put on here, right at the, uh, the center of the album. Uh, moving on to track number six, this song is called This Is My House, This Is My Home. And this is a slower mid-tempo song. I'm kind of like the first song. It's uh, it's Lightning, It's Thunder, whatever that song's called. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I always, make, I always mix up It's Lightning, It's Thunder, yeah. It's Thunder, It's Lightning. One of the yeah, two. One of the two. Um, similar to that, it's just guitar and vocals at the beginning until other instruments kind of slowly join and that builds up. Um, so it's, again, playing with dynamics, building yep. things on there, yep. building a song as you listen. Um I'm not entirely sure what it's about again. Yeah. Um, but he's talking about not like leaving his home and staying there. Uh, but then he references the attic and how something bad happened up there and he doesn't want to go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll find out or they've already found out, he says, they're mm-hmm. coming for me. 
Um, so I don't know. Maybe he committed a crime. Maybe it's just a song maybe he's, about that's supposed to kind of incite some like sort of anxiety. Yeah, about being at your house way. when there's yeah. bad things that have happened there, or you yeah. don't like your house, but you're it's your house. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to tell. Hard to tell for sure. But it's I don't know. It's interesting to think about. On to track number seven, which is my second recommendation. The song's called "Quiet Little Voices." Yep. Uh, Faster tempos back finally. Um, not that the, not that the other other songs are bad. It's just I like uh, I like to get back to the upbeat stuff. Yeah, for um, sure. Dancy drums again, uh, and there's definitely shouty voices. Quiet little voices. Yep. Like there's really really a catchy chorus in there. Um, and this is, they have the o o o o o yeah. They have I the o's going on. This might be the catchiest, one of the catchiest songs on the album. Definitely, um, I, I agree with you there. I think it's probably the first song that I really liked um, on the first listen. There was two songs that struck struck uh, me when I listened first. This yeah. one and another one I'll touch upon later. Okay, um, but this is definitely like a really boisterous sounding song, very high energy. Um, I think you needed that. To, on, it's well placed to, to bring it back up yeah th- this album's very well sequenced I think in general yeah. the energy of all the songs mm-hmm. they, they put some some thought into that or maybe they didn't and it just worked out <laughs> there's no way they didn't think about it yeah I don't think so <laughs> um, it's hard to say for sure um, but I had a, a little bit of help from Genius and some people's uh, annotations that this song is about love and being afraid to to, to fall in love or being afraid to, to act on it yeah, because um, he's saying like, "I'll die for you, I'll die for you." Yeah, um, but then he hears the voices that are like monsters, and he's afraid. So it could be about love or being afraid to to follow through with that love. But yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Very catchy song. Uh, this would be fun to see live. I would yeah, like to, yeah, to, definitely to dance to this song live. Moving on to track number eight, which is called "Moving Clocks Run Slow." Do they though? <laughs> um, the title, the title, and the line that he says about moving clocks run slow seems to contradict the chorus a little bit because hmm. he says that midnight or he says uh, fast we're fast approaching midnight and so when i hear that i think mm, time's yeah, yeah. moving fast so it's it's huh. a relative thing maybe maybe it's a uh, psychological thing that's going on with this could song. be yeah um so who knows um i think this is about love in and trying to to love while time is running out um Another dancey song. Sorry, I thought I was going to have to sneeze. I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> it's another dancey song with the uh, the opening of the hi-hats on the upbeat. The yes. Yes. But another another good song, I guess. Let's move on to track number nine, shall we? All righty. The song is called Short Bursts. Short Bursts. I'm not sure what accent I did there, if it was Scottish or Irish. Um, is probably incorrect for both. Um, but this song has a lot of colorful imagery. Red, okay. the color red. <laughs> um, lots of bleeding out. Uh, uh, he talks about leaving with somebody. Uh, I'm assuming somebody he's in love with, or, or maybe not, I don't know. Um, but leaving before their blood will hit the floor. And he says this yeah. multiple times. Hmm. Um, so I think this has a similar theme to what I was mentioning on the past song. Um, where like time is limited, we'll all die eventually. So take advantage, uh, go take risks while you can. Yeah. Maybe love in this case. Yeah. Uh, again, I could be wrong. It's hard to tell, and it's a strange metaphor to use. Yeah. Because um, they're bleeding and uh, his blood's turning red. Um, but it's one where he, like, she, like somebody looks at him and his, his blood starts 
doing something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a Plus it's a good one. Doing something, I don't um, know. This is the one that has that uh, that tom beat. The oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's got this driving beat on the toms, um, and the music kind of cuts in and out from time to time, but the drums kind of always stay consistent throughout. Okay. Um, so it's it's a high energy song, but it's a very strange aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to track number 10, the penultimate track. I give this one an honorable mention. It's called Keeping Warm. Keeping Warm, yep. It's the longest song on the album, um, easily. Uh, oh, you gave in. a long song, an honorable mention. It clocks wow. in at 8 minutes and 13 seconds. Oh, and wow. if it was yeah. up to me, I would split this into two songs. Okay. Because gotcha. I think it is two songs. Okay. <laughs> I mean, clearly it isn't. Um, but the first four minutes, like maybe four and a half minutes, yeah. is all this one musical idea that's... Again, a quiet sounding song that builds up and that they build up, up over time, for four yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah. And the drums eventually will come in. Yeah. The only thing that they should have added is the, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the. Whatever that, uh, on toms or what? On a snare. They should have done that, oh, okay. but they didn't. I kept hearing it in my head. I was like, do it. Come on, do it this, this time. Just do it. Isn't do that, it. Isn't that the worst? Whenever there's something you're listening to a song, and, and there's something that you hear in your head, and you're like, "Man, this would sound so good." If I know it was they didn't. Song. Last time I heard the song, I know it wasn't there. Like, yeah. come on, just do it. It's like but a he, movie when you know something bad. Like you've seen a movie a ton of times, and you know yeah. something bad's gonna happen. You're like, just do change change the outcome, guys. You, it's, it's about to this, this guy's about to come out and kill you. Just run faster. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Apollo thirteen. Dude, just don't get on that spaceship. Just <laughs> save send someone else into space. But no, they don't do that drum beat. But that's fine. Um, uh, after they, they the song builds up after four and a half minutes, it kind of climaxes and cuts out. And um, it's a diff- very different song. The dancey drums come in, um, and the lyrics come in. So for yeah. that first four and a half minutes, no vocals. Okay. Um, the second half of the song, vocals. Um, it's a pretty interesting sounding song. Um, he's talking about like how rare it is to be born and okay. how like how like he's talking to someone like how rare it is for you to be born. Like that's something special. Like the odds of you being born are so slim um, and you're young so you can learn. You can take your time. So I think this is, again, another one of like take advantage because because it's, advantage a, it's a miracle that, that we're here and it's, it's running out. Yeah, that's, so that's a, a common theme for the past three songs. That reminds me of a what Vampire I Weekend song, uh, "Young Lions." Is at that the on end, at the end Modern of uh, Vampires Modern of the Vampires City? Of the City? Yeah, where he's like, essentially says like, "Take your time, young la." Oh, what does he say? Take your time, young lion. Lion. Take, essentially, I, I'm assuming that's what he's <laughs> saying in that song. Like, it's like, hey, you've got time. Take your time. You know, you. Person who are young, take yeah. your time to figure things out. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to the last song and probably my favorite, my last recommendation. Okay. An Almighty Thud. That's what the song's called. An Almighty Thud. Yeah. yeah. And while yeah. this song might be a metaphor, um, it's pretty literal, the lyrically at least. Okay. Um, that doesn't really make. That's like a oxymoron. <laughs> I know. I'll explain. Um, but it's a really, really nice slower song. Um, just the vocals in this really warm sounding finger picked guitar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with that guitar melody. Dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. And his vocal melody kind of doubles that. Yeah. I lost my crown, <laughs> <laughs> and it hit the ground with an almighty thud. I think that's the, the words. Okay. 
Um, but that's what happens. Uh, he's a king um, in some type of feudal system or something. Okay. Um, so maybe Scottish talking about the British. I don't know. That's another time for a history podcast. Not here. <laughs> um, but this character, whoever he is, um, he's shown his weakness to his people somehow. He's talking about losing his crown, how everybody saw. Um, and he was forced to abdicate the uh, the throne. So okay. somebody else took yeah, the throne. Yeah. He was forced to give it up. Um, he talks about like when wars were going on, instead of being out with his men, he was in his castle. Hmm. Um, so not a good king of any sort. He was in these four walls. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, but he seems content with where he's ended up. Um, maybe in exile or in some other place. And yeah. he's very just content with it like it's hmm. it's where he he is and he wants to be hmm. and which is kind of interesting i'm not sure if it's a metaphor i don't know maybe it's just about a king but maybe it, it makes me think that it's about something else i would i would assume so yeah since i mean all the other uh songs talking about you know walls and houses and attics and yeah whatever else i'm sure it's no accident that he's talking about no. where this guy is living yeah so it's definitely something, but I don't know. Who knows what it's from? Apparently, this was on an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, really? I don't know. Huh. I was watching one of the YouTube things, and everyone's like, Sons of Anarchy brought me here. <laughs> and I was like, Jesse brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put that, but I should have. <laughs> oh, man. I've never watched Sons of Anarchy, but I've heard it's... Neither have I. That's the, that's the show uh, like with that one dude, right? The uh, Hellboy, Ron Perlman? Yeah, Hellboy, yeah. yep. Did you see him getting in Twitter fights with a bunch of Republican politicians? No. Yeah, it's, it's funny right now. He's very... Is it? He's, <laughs> he's cracking me up a little bit. Um, but let's uh, let's close the uh, the album here. All right. All in all, pretty good album. Yeah. Um, other than an almighty thud and quiet little voices, um, nothing really blew me away. Yeah. But I didn't dislike any single song. Okay. I, I, I like the album pretty much through and through. Um, I'll definitely return to it and listen to it again. Um, At probably, some point. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. definitely at least download those two songs because I really like them. Yeah. Um, and I might check out some of their other stuff too. I, I did listen to a couple other songs and from their later catalog. And this one sounded like it had way better production value. So really? who knows? Huh. Maybe they changed labels and had a, less of a budget. I don't know. Who knows? Um. But I wonder if this is a concept album. You were just briefly it, touching upon it. It kind of seems like it is. Like I'm, I mean, there are songs that have literal references to homes in the title. Yeah. Um, more than one song. Um, the very first song has him returning to a home quietly. Um, the last song has him leaving a home loudly. Sounds like a could be a potential concept album. So I, I think that there's definitely a concept. Um, most songs have some reference to to a home or or a place yeah um so i think that that's definitely a theme there mm-hmm. um lots to, to think about lots to consider um i don't know what it means but it's yeah I'll it's have a, to, a topic i'll have to go back and kind of dig into the lyrics of that album because whenever i was listening to it i never really dug too far into the lyrical aspect of that album whenever i started listening to it i just really really liked like all the all the instrumental stuff, all the super like, u- good uses of dynamics and the way they built the songs. Yeah, is yeah. the main reason why I started listening to that album. Um, but I'll have to go back and listen to the lyrics. Yeah, they're, they're more. They're out there as far as meaning wise. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to next week, we'll do another one-off. Yes. We're going to be doing the album "The Nashville Sound" by Nashville 
musician Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. Yes, I'm I'm excited for this. Is this off. our is this our first quote unquote country album? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. It's the it's probably the I mean, con- the countryist album. They probably technically like classify him as a country artist, yeah. right? I wouldn't say it's not it's, I would say it's more like folk rock. Yeah. It seems like But that it's to the me. it's the most country that we have, will have ventured into. That's definitely true. But that's next um, week. Um, the yeah. following two weeks will be regular four-minute episodes. And after that is episode number 100. 100. <laughs> Are we doing something special for that? Yes. But we'll save that as a surprise for you guys. Yeah. Um, getting back to the beer. Yeah. What did you think as it warmed up? Um, honestly, the flavors kind of stayed the same. But I'm I think okay so with, too. I'm okay with that. I think though, so because too. Because it still tastes really good. Um, definitely after having that first sip, like kind of introduce you to the tartness. Yeah. It wasn't the biggest factor, at, like on my second, third, fourth no, sips. No. So that wasn't the the thing I was thinking about. No. So, kind of like when you have, um, like if you're trying to enjoy a nice, neat glass of whiskey. Yeah. Um. Some like a, you take that first sniff. The first sip is always like. But super, even even just the sniff, all you smell is alcohol at first. It's all super like super abrasive and really harsh and. The second time you go in, you get you're used get, to that alcohol. You you get the actual flavors. Yeah, you get some different notes then. Yeah. So here you just get used to that tartness, and then you can actually taste the other. And things. you can taste the floralness of it. And the floralness, the earthiness, and and the spiciness of like it, it's a saison. Yeah. So they yeah. they really nailed the spices. I'm yeah. I'm happy with this beer. It's a yeah, it's a fantastic beer. Um I just really I, want I to taste wonder, a fresh one now. Yeah, I wonder what it tastes like fresh. Yeah. It might be hard for us to find one, but if True. if we do, if we do, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. Really well-balanced beer. Um I'm going to look for more Crooked Stave stuff cuz I haven't yeah. had many other things recently, but it's a very good brewery for sure. Um if you'd like to recommend an album for us, uh, if you have any questions or concerns or just want to say hi, feel free to reach out. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up American Brews and Tunes. Yep. Or, you know what? Send us an email uh, at we do have American Brews and Tunes at gmail.com. Yes. We've gotten emails before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach us there. Um, anyway, or send us snail mail. <laughs> snail mail, yeah. Our P.O. box is. Now, no. If you want to send us a letter, you probably already know where we live. So you can just go ahead and do that. Um,. But anyway, thank you as always for listening. Yeah, we and appreciate you. And let's let's have this last little bit of beer, as we always yeah. say. Shibita people too. Down these four walled hatch. Mm. That is a good one. Very that really very is good. A good beer. Wow. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse Titus. And we'll see you guys later. Oh yeah. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day!